Welcome to Managing Chaos. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Managing Chaos. I'm Teresa, and this is my co-life manager. Hey, it's Cal. How's it going, guys? This is our venting podcast about all things in life. If you have anything to add or share, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can reach us at managingthatchaos at gmail.com, at managingthatchaos on Instagram, or at chaosmanagers on Twitter. So, it's been another big break for us. Uh, Man, it's been a while. I don't even remember what our last episode was. Well, I edited the last episode just recently, and we talked about Halloween, so... That's... Holy cow. So a lot has happened since then. Yeah. So we, um, at the beginning of this podcast, I told Teresa that I did not feel comfortable launching this podcast until we had a good bank of episodes so that just in case the chaos happened and we couldn't record an episode one week, we would have a bank of episodes. Um, so that bank has dwindled now. Yeah. <laughs> and so we took advantage of that right from the start. And now it's so... We're at March right now, so it sounds like it's been five months since we've recorded an episode. That can't be right. No, it's definitely right. I think I think we we slacked off a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's been a chaotic five months, so I think we have a few excuses, um, but that gives us lots to talk about. Um, we are recording from our brand new studio. We we got a change of venue, which is great because it kind of enables us to record as much as we want now and produce as much as we want and post as much as we want. So hopefully we shouldn't have these hiatuses any longer. Yeah. We'll be cranking them out from now on. So I am super excited because we did have somebody finally give us something, a listener. It goes, it's a throwback to our Hiding Chaos episode. So. It's funny, I, I have the post here and it came through to us January 16th, so two full months ago. Oh, good God. So he's probably given up on even hearing it. But um, as Teresa said, this refers back to our Hiding Chaos episode where we talked about what it's like to be parents and to deal with all the craziness and how do we hide it from people. So we got a message from Jose and it reads, your newest episode of Managing Chaos was really good. Reminded me of a super funny story about Chelsea attempting and failing to hide chaos. Our last house was a rental and we were scrambling to get our house cleaned up because we had a rental inspection from the landlord and she ended up stuffing a bunch of stuff into the oven to hide it. Cutting boards, a few knives, some blender parts, whatever was dirty in the sink from that day got put right on a sheet tray and into the oven. Well that night we got home and she started preheating the oven for whatever we were making for dinner and melted everything. The kitchen was filled with smoke. The whole house stunk and we lost two blender lids. I mean, why do you have two blender right, lids? I was thinking but, that too. <laughs> and half of our Tupperware <laughs> lids, two to three knives, a big cutting board. I had to grab the sheet tray with melted plastic all over it and put it outside and spray it with the hose. It was terrible, but it was hilarious. I had a really good laugh when I heard that. It made me feel less... Uh you know, less alone in the chaos. Yeah, that was one of those definitely like laugh out loud moments, just thinking about it. So what's <laughs> funny is that reminded me of a hiding chaos story that we have as well that goes way, 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 way back. throwback. Back. 
And I can't believe we didn't tell it during the Hiding Chaos episode, but I'm glad I got this message because it made me think of this instantly. Um, right out of high school, Teresa and I were renting a mobile home with friends, right? Mm-hmm. And we were young, naive, stupid kids. And, you know, on any rental agreement, it says that no pets. And if you have pets, you have to pay extra. Which, of course, to a normal person means you can't have cats, you can't have dogs without <laughs> paying extra. Right. Well, we bought a bird, like a little parakeet. And, I hated um, that bird, by the way. <laughs> everybody hated that bird. <laughs> but one thing you'll learn about me is that I am an overthinker about everything. So having this bird, knowing that we're not allowed to have pets, which, you know, any any level-headed person, adult, knows that that is not That's what they're not going what they're to talking be talking about, about right. is having a little parakeet cage. But we had a plumbing issue. And we had to call the landlord, and he was going to send out a plumber. And I was like, oh, man, I have to hide this bird, right? I can't have them come into our <laughs> mobile home and see this bird that I'm not supposed to have. So I I am thinking, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll just put a blanket over the cage, and we'll put the cage in the closet. Like, they're only going to be here like an hour. It'll be no big deal. So I put the bird in the closet. And the plumber comes and he's looking at the bathroom, which is right next to our bedroom. And he says, all right, well, I'm going to have to get to the plumbing outlet for for this tub. And I'm like, okay, well, where is that? He's like, well, it's in your bedroom closet. <laughs> and like my heart drops. And he walks into our bedroom, goes over to the closet, opens it, and sees a parakeet in a cage <laughs> sitting on the floor with a blanket over it. I can't imagine what this guy thought we were doing. Oh, right. like, like, why do they keep we this bird in the people. Right. <laughs> and then went about his business, and of course, we never heard anything about it. But I just thought that was, I just, again, I, I laugh thinking about what he thought. Right, like, yeah. <laughs> why do they have a bird in their closet? So, and who puts their bird in the closet? Only somebody who hates their bird. Yeah. So, Jose, thank you for reaching out to us. That was a great story. Um, If if any other listeners out there have chaos stories, even if they don't fall into a theme of an episode, send them our way. Um, We love reading these things on on air because it makes us feel better about ourselves. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. So what do you got for us today? What are we doing? So today I thought we would talk about the what the f*** were we thinking moments in our life yeah i mean i think at no matter who you are whether you have kids whether you whatever you're doing you have said that to yourself like what was i thinking today yeah and we have a lot of them heck yeah well we have 15 years worth of uh (laughs) right yeah we started out young and the good thing about us is we tend to learn from our mistakes yeah so we got a lot of our what were you thinking moments out at a young young age which is good for our adult selves but yeah let's go what do you have for us well i thought that i would start with something that probably a lot of people could relate to and that is like getting a new job or a promotion not necessarily like not in a bad way but just like for instance i remember when i got promoted uh the last day that i was at the store that i worked at i remember just standing in the back room sobbing because i was terrified that i was not going to do a good job i'm like i think i made a bad choice here now to be fair i've been doing this job for seven years and i'm great at it but in that moment i was like i have made a terrible mistake that overwhelming fear yeah. of, I finally got what I was wor- working for. Do I deserve it? Do I know what yeah. to do with it? Yeah, absolutely. Along with that, I think something that I always think about, have you ever heard of imposter syndrome? Yes, I have it for sure. I think 100%. everybody has it when they get a new job. And if I feel like if you don't have it, there's an er- a level of arrogance oh, to yeah. that. I, I actually 
over the last five months. Part of the reason we haven't been able to record a new episode is I got a new promotion, a new job, and it's been taking up a lot of my time. And I've been in the position for four months now, Mm -hmm. and I'm just now kind of getting over that imposter syndrome outlook. One of the things I've always thought was funny, and I, I pulled up a quote from the Heath Ledger's Joker. Oh, where he says, I'm like a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught it. I just do things. And that's something that always comes to my head, especially in a promotion, right? Most promotions you work possibly years to get to and you get to that level and you finally have it and then all right what do i do now um it's it's terrifying i remember the very first day of my new promotion a little bit of background i I don't want to dig into it but basically i'm a multi-unit manager um i'm a manager of multiple storefronts basically and i remember when i my very first day i sat down and i went to one of the stores to sit down and work and i sat down and I uh, was looking at the table in front of me. I had my computer open. And I remember thinking like, all right, what do I do now? now? (laughs) What am I supposed to do? I remember I I reached out to one of my, as of that day, peers. And up to that point had been someone more of a mentor to me. And I, I asked him, I was like, okay, so... What are the things I have to do today? Yeah. And he was like, well, we have a conference call. That's a half hour. Well, and that was about it. And he was like, everything else will come to you. Oh, yeah. And then ever since that day, like the things have never stopped coming to me. Well, do you remember that night when you came home and you were like, so I'm not really sure. Like, a- am I supposed to like just like wait for this stuff to come to me? And then you like open your laptop and you were like, yep, there it is. Like. <laughs> Yeah, some days I'll get home and I'll, I think I counted emails one day and from the beginning of the day to the end of the day, um, I had like 25 emails and every yeah. email has an action, like a corresponding action mm-hmm. that has to come from that. So um, I, I learned very quickly, but yeah, I did have that moment on the day one of, okay, mm-hmm. well, I made it. What well, now? And everybody that I work with that I help get promoted has that same moment where they come to me and they're like, I don't, I don't know if I should have... I don't think I I know what I'm doing. I'm like, look, you've got this. Like, I promise you will be fine. Nobody knows what they're doing. We're just all kind of pretending. And eventually the pretending gets easier. Yeah. You just like (laughs) you just make mistakes over and over again until you just don't you don't make those mistakes anymore. Like the longer you've been doing it, the less mistakes you make because you've already had all of those mistakes made. That's funny. One of the things I like to say, because I work with a a lot of people on their development path and they, they're afraid to make mistakes or they're afraid to get in trouble from mistakes. And they're like, well, how do you do it? And like, you are looking at a culmination of eight years of mistakes. Like I, I make mistakes and then I learn from it and then I don't do it again. And Mm -hmm. you do that enough and you, get here yeah. you know what i mean yeah. um i mean it's all about learning from the mistakes mm-hmm. yeah so many people earlier on in careers or in mm-hmm. development they're just so terrified of that mistake and you have to make mistakes that's what you're that's what's going to get you ready for the job that you have now yeah. or want yeah it's a growth mindset is to be not afraid to make mistakes right you know what else too that you've said to me before is like you talking about how when you're like giving advice to people you you're just like regurgitating other thing, things things yeah. that other people have told you but i firmly believe that, like that's how it's supposed to be right like you've right. learned you're not just regurgitating you've learned those things and now you're giving that advice to other people and so but um, that's another one of those deep fears i have is yeah what happens when i run out of those things yeah, that other people right. have well, said well you just always have to be like reading books and getting more of those things to teach people you know yeah so 
So that's a good one. That is a good what the f- are you thinking moment. Hopefully yeah. most people get over that moment pretty quickly. Yeah, but I, yeah, you have I can't to. imagine it's not a feeling that everybody has yeah. when they yeah. jump into a new job or right. they jump into a new promotion, yeah. especially if it's one that you can't go back from. Like I remember when I first came to the company that I'm in now, I, I held the same position at my previous company. And so it was a lateral move. I New company, same exact job. And I remember leaving the first job that I had been at for 10 years years and I was like what if I'm not good at being a manager I was just really good at managing this place and it's yeah. like what what if I just completely screwed up but like you mentioned a second ago it's about growth mindset right yep. being able to be willing to take those risks so that was a good one awesome all right so uh, I figured we could move into uh, the next phase I guess then it would be like you know kids <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every parent has had that moment whether it's your first kid your second your 10th how many ever kids that you have i know that 10 kids how do you have time to listen to us yeah right you should go do something you have you have something to be doing right now (laughs) there is a kid crying uh but you know no matter i know that for me so we have two children obviously we've said that but each time i remember a specific instance where i was like oh what did i do like for instance when we so we were trying when we had both of our children and when I found out I was pregnant with Boo I specifically remember the moment that that stick said positive my heart sank I like was overwhelmed with like oh my god what have we done what have we done and I don't think I've ever shared that with you but that moment I was like I I couldn't breathe I was like I don't think this was the right move but I love my kid and I wouldn't take it back and I I, yeah there are not a lot of choices in your life that you make that are literally life-changing choices right and having kids is one of those big choices and we again we've been together since we were 18 so we've made a lot of these choices we've made all of these choices choices together together. (laughs) but for a very long time when we were young we were very dead set about uh, we're not having kids it's not going to happen Mm -hmm. but then when we had Bezel Maze it Mm -hmm. was a conscious effort and then and I remember every step of, I would say until they're out of the toddler phase, my mind is like, what have, what have we, we done? done? See, now um, I, uh, I don't like with both of the kids, it wasn't like a, like all the time thing, but I do remember specific instances. So with Bezel, she had her nights and her days mixed up. So for like the first two weeks that she was in this world, she did not sleep at night. And I stayed up all night with her, begging her to go to sleep. And I remember multiple nights I cried all night long. I was like, I just need you to sleep. And those were moments when I was like, what have I done? Like, this is, I've just made such a terrible decision. Because that's the first one. Paired with that, along with Bezel Mays being born, do you remember the other big life change that was going on for me at that same time? Yeah, that's when you moved jobs. That was my first big job move. I I got this new job and I went into training. The last day of my training Mm -hmm. was the day before Bezel Maze was born. Yep. So I left training of this new job and then we went and had a baby. And then when I came back to work, I was back into work in a brand new profession, a brand new job that I've never had before while balancing the stress of that and coming home to a brand new baby at the same time. I just, uh, both great things and both have obviously been for the better. But man, we are bad at lining 
time frames up. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about lining time frames up? Let's talk about what we did when Boo was four months old. We went out and decided, hey, let's get a dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. Yeah. So before you dig into that, okay. can I give them a little bit of backstory with our how great we've been with dogs in the past? <laughs> yes, please. Um, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but we, we ended up with Penny at mm-hmm. the same time we had Boo. Boo. Mm-hmm. And um, before that, we had had two other dogs. Yep. We had a beagle mix named Darwin, mm-hmm. which up to this point, he was the longest dog that we held on to. And then before that, we had Cammy, Cammy, which was a, is a lab. She's like a German Shepherd German lab German Shepherd yeah. lab. How long did we have Cammy? We got her as a puppy from the... the Not the Humane Society, but like the, the, shelter. the shelter. We got, a, yeah. got her from a shelter. Um, and this is still when we were 18 years old mm-hmm. and had that first trailer. And mm-hmm. we're adults and we have this trailer now we have to have a dog Mm -hmm. so uh how long did we have her oh i think we had her three months we had her three months you think so i thought you were going to say days i did not think we had her that long we had her for a little while but then we couldn't do it because we were not old enough and responsible enough we were not responsible enough for that dog and we weren't taking care of her the right way but luckily we gave her to a couple of our very best friends and they still have her to this day yeah. and love her to death so yeah, she's getting so old she's, she's getting so old sweet. And, but we so we get to still see her and it's funny to think back that she was our puppy at one point mm-hmm. but we did the right thing because we were not in a spot no. that we could take care of that no that and they puppy. love her so and much they that was like a life-changing thing yeah. for them they love her to mm-hmm. death so then that was our first dog then we got darwin <laughs> appropriately named <laughs> yeah. he has a beagle mix and he was a <laughs> he was he such a, a jerk dumbest dog you would ever see you could not this dog could gooseneck a tray of cookies faster than than you could snap your fingers like no i I don't even think the food would touch his teeth no never right down the gullet right down the gullet i and he was as dumb as a box of rocks and we had him for a few years um and i quite a few years we had him for a while and i don't remember what the threshold was but eventually we ended up giving him away to one of my co-workers just for the better choice and then from there we tried to get something a little more independent a little less that took a little less of us and we got some cats and then i learned cats that stink i hate cats they're gross <laughs> yeah, they poop sure. in your house i can't deal with cats so we finally found loving homes for all of them i will say that every pet that we ever got rid of mm-hmm. we got rid of in the best possible way for them we we understand that yeah because we make dumb choices other other things can't suffer so we we're smart about that but then um when we finally thought it was time to have another family animal Animal. That and was we were same. actually adults. And we were actually adults. <laughs> yeah. That's when uh, we also had a four-month-old baby. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so we made a great choice there. Um, we had a puppy and a four-month-old. And so the... the so you basically have two babies. You have two babies. And then, you know, they poop. They have accidents. But, like, you know, it's hard when you have a little... A four-month-old to also deal with the dog. So she had lots of accidents. And I'll, I'll be the first to say that I spent two entire years telling everybody how much I hated this dog. I hated her. Legitimately hated her. It was nice to her. Like, there was no, none of that. No crazy. But I despised her. I was like, she can't poop outside. She can't. And, um... But it boiled down to us not having yeah, the time we, to train her Yeah, properly. we just didn't train her 
properly. Now the news is, she's, she's amazing. still part of our family. Yeah, no, Penny, we love her to death. I love her. She's my favorite. Um, but and, and I want to change a thing with her. Yeah, even those first and our while kids love with her. her, and she's a great dog. But she's man, fantastic. the timing. We were not good with the timing on that nope. one. No, we sure weren't. But then, what the <laughs> f- were we thinking? We got a puppy. We got we a got second another puppy. puppy. A few years later. <laughs> In this one, we did not have a baby at the same time, no. so her potty training she's went great. a yeah, lot she's quicker. She's potty trained, and um, everything's great. And she's a great dog, so I don't, I don't think the second one was too crazy of a thought. I think we did good with Zoe. Uh, there have been a couple of times where I was like, "What were we thinking?" Because uh, she's a puppy. But other than that, oh, this one's my favorite. So uh, my favorite, what the f- were we thinking story is about the very first Thanksgiving that we hosted at our house when we had the last house before this one. And the story kind of goes like this. So I volunteered us to have the entire my entire family <laughs> come to our house for Thanksgiving. I was super excited about it. I hate this story. And then I also volunteered my husband to rip all of the carpet and flooring out in the entire house and lay laminate wood floors 10 days before Thanksgiving. And um, and I don't know how to lay flooring. Nope. <laughs> so, so yeah, and one, and one broth, I was like, hey, I decided we're going to host Thanksgiving and I decided that you are going to change out the flooring in the entire top floor of our house. Yep. I thought he was going to divorce me. I thought I was going to divorce you. I, it was an absolute nightmare yeah. that went on for way too long. I got it to the point for Thanksgiving that there's a floor in the house. Yeah. But, man, that finished but then work it took on a the year. trim. I eventually ended up having to pay somebody to come yeah. in to finish the trim. Yeah, and, that was a what the f*** <laughs> were we thinking, too. We yeah. paid some random person off of Craigslist to come and finish it for us. And then we are like, hey, why don't you do the cabinets in our or the, the um, cupboards. cupboards, too? And then he... Freaking took our money and took ran. our money, did half the job and disappeared. Yeah. yeah, so good. Another good learning moment. Yeah, don't <laughs> just don't just, you know, hire random people off of Craigslist. That's actually the moment when I was like, Yeah, we will never do we any time that we have any sort of work done in the house it has to be professionally yeah. done but i think the story leans into the fact that we learn from our mistakes again too right we've learned that kelly's not a handyman we nope. usually contract things out at this yep. point but also um even though that was a crazy decision in the moment i think it started a good family tradition we've hosted thanksgiving for our family oh, yeah. every mm-hmm. year since then that's my and favorite it's transit been great tradition. so yeah it was crazy in the moment it could have gone better by not having me rip out the floors 10 days before the event yeah but it paid off in the end and we learned a couple valuable life lessons yeah we did we did along with that house i thought another moment that we had was when we decided to sell that house so we kind of just did it on a whim and then we sold we were in the process of selling the house and i hated it i never want to sell another house again it was awful it was the worst and on top of that we were trying to line it up where um we were using the oh yeah we wanted to use the profit from owning that house mm-hmm. to roll right into the down payment of our new house so in order to make that happen you have to buy and sell a house on the same exact day yeah which is incredibly stressful in the first place to line everything up right so again this was all on a whim and um there's something else big happening like that that same week where again we're gonna kind of talk about the timing and why we it's almost like we like stressing ourselves out it's like we hate each other or we hate ourselves did you no i was gonna say you started this new job but i don't think you did were you doing training did you start training no what was the what was the big thing i did career-wise 
prior to this promotion. Oh, you were opening a new store. I was opening a brand new store. That's what it was. In a brand new city with a brand new team. The same week we were closing on two houses. But do you remember? <laughs> do you remember when I when we bought the last house and I was doing the exact same thing? We were relocating that store that I was in. We oh, relocated right. it, and then it was like which is so busy. Like opening a new yeah, location. it ended up being so busy, and then I was there for like three months straight, and I never came home. And you had to do you had to sign all the paperwork and do everything and like move the entire house because I couldn't be there. That's yeah. what happened with the last house. Yeah, we suck at timing, don't we? Well, we have a hard time saying no to things. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, we... I think we work good under pressure, so we don't shy away yeah. from it. And I think I, I think on the podcast before, I've talked about future Kelly and <laughs> that guy, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so we don't think about that. And we're just like, yeah. Yeah, we got Future this. Kelly, future tree, so they yeah, can handle yeah, yeah. it. It'll be fine. And then, um, you know, you weather the storm, you get through it, you probably learn some things, and you get what you want at the end of it. Sometimes um, I don't know if we learn, because here we are with multiple stories. <laughs> Yeah, well, we didn't even talk about the best one, which, well, not best one, but a really quick one. We also bought a house at one point right before Flint collapsed on itself. Yeah. (laughs) We bought a house right in Flint just because family was close by and we thought it was a great idea. I grew up there and then like two days later, the entire town fell apart. Yep. The market crashed. uh, All of the housing crashed and we we were down a lot. Sometimes I wonder how we're still on our feet after these stories. I know, right? Yeah, no, we seem to bounce back, but do you have any other stories that you can think of? Okay, so I do have a great what the f*** are you thinking story. Um, You probably don't think of very often at this point because it was so long ago, but every time I tell this story, (laughs) the eyes I get from Mm -hmm. people like, are you a serial killer? Like, (laughs) what were you thinking? Why did you do that? But... It's again, it's something that paid off for me in the long run. Again, we started dating when we were 18, I was 2005. Still in high yep. You were still in <laughs> high school. We're the same exact age, opposite sides of the year. So I graduated the year before her. So she was still in high school. I was one year out of high school. Yes, yeah, no weird stuff. No weird stuff. <laughs> and we were dating for, I don't know, a week, two weeks? Something like that. Something yeah. about two weeks. Two weeks. And um, did you know I was doing this or did I, did I just call you and tell you what I did? No. I was there. You were there? You had it done, yeah. I didn't realize you were there. Yes, I was there. You told me about it, and I was like, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, so (laughs) what I did was went to a tattoo shop, and on my right leg, the full size of my calf. Yep. He's got a big calf, too, people. I have a big calf. I'm a big dude, but I got your name tattooed on my leg. Yep. (laughs) Like two weeks into dating you. Yeah. And And you must have known then that it was forever, huh? I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what you were thinking by sticking around. Like, think I, through I that, was 18. right? I 18. I didn't know any better. Think through the idea of you're dating somebody for two weeks. Think and what they my get, parents were thinking. Oh, they probably <laughs> thought I was psychotic. <laughs> I, yeah, can you imagine... 11 years from now, Bezel Mays comes home with a dude, and she's like, he, he just got his my name tattooed on him. What? Well... Like, are you with a psychopath? I mean, all uh, she's going to say is that dad did it. I mean, yeah, but I mean, just thinking through yeah. what the thoughts on the outside yeah. must have been. Yeah. Did you ever, I've, we've never talked about this, did you ever get any feedback? 
Or did you ever, did anybody ever say anything crazy about Not it? Not that I can remember. I mean, people were like, "What?" But aside from that, nobody was ever like, "Girl, he's crazy. You need to move on." Like this was. Not before the internet, but before social media and everything where people could really see everybody's crazy side. But these days with social media and the way things are and we watch these movies and these TV shows, the psychos on it. What's that one show we were just watching on Netflix with the the stalker on it? Oh, you? You? Yeah. Yeah. This is something right out of that show, right? right. Like, I mean, it didn't happen in the show, but would it surprise you if it did? No, not at all. Mm -mm. Like, it was crazy. What the hell was I thinking? Yeah, well, also, too, with that, so I think, what, six months in, we got engaged? Six months. I was 18, you were 19, straight out of high school, like, we were engaged to be married 15 years ago. I even thought I was doing things the right way. Um, I remember I took your dad out to breakfast Mm -hmm. to ask, like, you know, as a stupid kid, like, oh, I gotta ask her dad's permission, (laughs) blah, 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 and he agreed. Well... I don't like, know that he, I'm sure that he didn't think he had a choice. I guess, but man, it's just. Because like, what happens if he says no? You're like, well, I'm going to do it anyways. Like, you know, I'm sure he was like, it's my daughter's choice, not mine. Yeah, it's just, I, I wish I could have a recording of your parents' thoughts. Well, my parents too, during yeah. the whole, our 18 year old years. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, how many times did we talk about the wedding and your dad was like well you should save money or you should do this instead or you should do this just wait just wait just wait yeah 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 now look at you you love me (laughs) you were wrong (laughs) all right well i think that that's probably all we have for today you know so why don't you reach out to us and tell us that moment in your life where you're looking back and you're like what the was i thinking send it to us um give us some content for the next episode and we'll we'll love to put your messages up tell your stories air your dirty laundry for you we won't use your names if you don't want us to yeah any uh and if you have any comments about previous episodes or you have any suggestions for um next up you know next episodes anything that you want to hear let us know we would love to hear from you but i think that's all for us today Thanks for coming back. We won't give you that much of a a break next time. All right. Have a good night. Bye. All right. See you guys later.